Throughout church history, and most especially in the past century, there's been a constant debate about what is the proper relationship between us, the church, and the world. Are we opposed to the world, or is the world good? Should we like the world, or should we hate the world? Because different things from scripture, if you read it out of context, could indicate either. And so I think the answer is found somewhere in the middle between those two things. On one hand, we're not, as Catholics, part of an exclusive club or a cult, but rather we are called, as Pope Francis famously said at the beginning of his pontificate, a field hospital. So we're called to be a place where sinners can come to find healing and to receive graces for their conversion. And on the other hand, uh, we should not love the world so much that we just become like everybody else. We all have to be willing to admit that there are, in some cases, irreconcilable differences between values of the world and Christian faith. And so we have to hold those two in balance, and we can all be tempted to go to either extreme. We can, we can um, enjoy having a, a, a good Christian community and then kind of just subconsciously build up walls around us saying, this is great, we don't need to deal with the people out there. Uh, but on the other hand, we can become a little bit too comfortable and complacent and kind of just say, well, that's not so bad. We should just adapt to this world. But it's both, and it's somewhere in the middle. And to understand how to live out this tension, I think our gospel reading proposes something very simple and straightforward, that we're called to be salt of the earth and light to the world. Salt and light. And so what this metaphor recognizes is that the world and people are good insofar as it is part of God's creation. God creates everything out of love and in goodness. But on the other hand, the world is broken. We are all corrupted by original sin. And so the world is good, but it's broken. And so we're called to be salt and light amid that situation. So if we think about what does salt do, especially in the ancient world before refrigeration, salt preserved meat from being corrupted so that it could last a while. And furthermore, as it still does, it draws out the flavor of other foods. And so, right, the salt doesn't change the inner nature of what it's being sprinkled on. Uh, but it just draws out its goodness and helps to preserve it and maintain its goodness so that it can be enjoyed for a long time. And so this is our mission. This confers a mission on each and every one of us that we're called to take what is fundamentally good as created by God in the world, but also help to heal it heal its brokenness, and to sanctify it, to draw out that goodness that is often hidden 
by sin and evil in the world. Jesus says, you are salt of the earth and light of the world. He does not say, you shall be, or I invite you to become. He says, in the present, you are. So that means every single one of you, by virtue of your baptism and confirmation, are salt of the earth and light of the world. And so it's not an optional calling. It requires no discernment. You are, Jesus says, salt of the earth and light of the world. And so we're called to live up to that identity. Commenting on this passage, Pope Paul VI said in his decree on the apostolate of the laity, 1965, he says, a member of the body of Christ who does not work at the growth of the body to the extent of his possibilities must be considered useless both to the church and to himself. Say that again. A member of the body of Christ who does not work at the growth of the body to the extent of his possibilities must be considered useless both to the church and to himself. Strong words there by Pope Paul VI. So it's every single one of our tasks to help build up the body of the Christ, the body of Christ by being salt of the earth and light of the world. So maybe this provocative exhortation might make you feel a little anxious. Like you might be thinking, me? You know, I'm just struggling enough as it is to maintain my own faith. How can I be an evangelist? You know, the likes of the big personalities that we might watch like Bishop Barron or Father Mike Schmitz, all the people we see on YouTube doing evangelization. We might think like, how in the world can I do that? But we think more about the image of salt and what it represents. You think when you put salt on food, it's hidden. You don't really see the salt on the food and yet you know by the taste that it's working and it's doing something very distinctive with the food. And so that's the way we need to think about evangelization and our mission to be salt of the earth. That most day-to-day proclamation of the faith doesn't take place in big podiums and before uh, you know, million viewer YouTube audiences. It takes place discreetly and in the context of one-on-one personal relationships. And as an example, we just look at our own many converts that we have here at St. Paul's. We know we have a huge RCIA program. And every year, I try to learn the background stories of of all these people, and I would say at least half of them every year, a big part of their conversion was a simple, discreet invitation by a friend who was not trying to be a great evangelist or to win an argument or anything like that, but simply posed a simple invitation. Hey, why don't you come to Mass with me today? Or hey, I'm praying for you in this struggle. Maybe consider praying the rosary or Hey, Lent is coming. I experience great healing and joy from confession. Why don't you go? 
That's all it takes. That's being salt of the earth and light of the world. And every single one of you is capable of that and called to be that. And so to close, I just would leave you with what I would propose as a concrete roadmap for being salt of the earth and light of the world. And this is found in the seven spiritual works of mercy, perhaps a little bit less known than the more popular corporal works of mercy. But these spiritual works of mercy are things that every single one of us is capable of incorporating into our daily life as a way of fulfilling our mission to evangelize and to proclaim the Lord Jesus. Counsel the doubtful, instruct the ignorant, admonish the sinner, comfort the sorrowful, forgive injuries, bear wrongs patiently, pray for the living and for the dead. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.